All right, today we're talking about a busy pastor's guide to effective meetings right here on the Better Sunday podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Mike Holmes here at the Better Sundays Podcast. We're glad that you are here. Today we are coming a very important topic. If you're a pastor that wears a lot of hats, okay, if you got a lot of plates spinning, if you're the busy guy, then we are talking about how to do meetings for the busy guy. And this is your little, little three-step guide on how to make that happen. Now, I know whereof I speak. I am not only uh, have been the senior pastor of the church, but I've also run all of the Reach Keep Ministries, which is pretty extensive and keeps me pretty busy. And on top of that, I'm bivocational and have been running uh, some snow plowing and landscaping on the side for a long time to help pay the bills and keep my kids in college, that kind of thing. So I know what it's like to be busy, and I want to share with you what I have learned. And this would be just like I say, just a simple little guide to help you be a better communicator in this area. We've spent a lot of time talking about communication over the last several weeks and all the different types of meetings. And this is not about a specific meeting, but some things that need to happen in different meetings. Some of this would happen in a governance meeting, in a director's meeting, in a, you know, just kind of your little day-to-day type meetings that you'd have with different church people and staff people. All of these are just essential communication things, but this is for you if you're a busy person. So let me jump into some of my notes that I've got here. Uh, Let me just say, start out again, the idea this is not just uh, regular communications, um, like preaching communications and teaching communications that we're talking about. We are going to begin to cover that pretty soon. We're going to be getting into how to run the flow of a service and how to run the flow of a sermon and how to be a better communicator at that level. But right now we're talking about how to communicate in some of the things that would be away from the pulpit. And these would be the different meetings and interactions that you have uh, with different folks. I've got several things that we're going to be uh, offering you uh, or giving you. And one of these, we're going to mention the worksheets again that we have mentioned. And I'll put the, the link link up on the screen here for you, um, but it's uh, reachkeep.com slash worksheets. And these worksheets will fit very much into what I'm talking about today. If you've not downloaded those, go get those absolutely free. Uh, they're just for you. Also, I have some questions, like two different questions that you can ask when, that are going to kind of help you tie some of this together. And then I got three little tips that kind of tie things together. So let's just jump right into this uh, training stuff that I've got. We want to make sure that we are using, uh, if you are a, a busy pastor, you want to keep what we call, and, and not just keep, but you want to use, keep and use a running list. In other words, you're going to be thinking of things, especially if you're bivocational. You'll be out there working or doing your security job, or in my case, plowing snow, doing something that's like, oh, I need to talk to that Sunday school teacher. <laughs> Write that down. Uh, you know, There's got to be some type of way that you keep a list of the meetings and the communications that you need to have because it can be a great idea while you're laying in bed at night or while you're working or doing something else but if you don't write it down you're not going to end up having that meeting and being a good communicator now there are many ways to do this if you have a 
a smartphone, uh, you can now use, there are many, many apps where you can just kind of talk to your phone and tell it to put down a reminder for you to do con- connect with somebody. I have a little program that I call that I use called Things, and I don't know if it's available on all the platforms, Androids or not. I have a, a an iPhone, um, but I have a, a program that is called it's just called Things, and I have stuff that almost every day I'm like I go in there, hit the little plus button, and add a meeting that I need to have a church meeting, a reach keep meeting, a, you know something that has to do with some of my bivocational work. But I write those down and I put those there so that when then I go into the meeting i can go back and look at that and keep that i'm as i've mentioned i'm not a real good to-do list keeper okay and so this is a struggle for me but using that works really well another thing you can use are the worksheets we've talked about and keep a notebook if you have a bigger notebook sometimes it's like you don't lose it and it's not a scrap of paper or something bigger but you can keep this running list and then you use the running list in other words you get those meetings get done of course another way is just to keep little notebook in your uh, or note card in your pocket i got a pastor friend he's got four or five note cards and different colors mean this and different sizes mean that and and he writes this down for a sermon illustration writes this down for a you know staff meeting note writes this down for a you know a good idea he's got you know for his staff or whatever but he's got all sorts of note cards whatever it works make sure that you keep the list but here's the most important part that you use the list in other words you make those meetings happen and i want to move right into the number two thing on how to make those meetings happen. If you have on your list six, we'll say six meetings that you need to have happen on a Sunday or over a weekend, you you may not be able to have all, the full extent of the meeting, uh, the lengthier meeting, some of them are longer and take longer, but you can do what I call, this is kind of my number two tip, is you can do kind of a little stand-up, okay? We've all heard of stand-up com- comedy uh, kind of stuff, but this is kind of a stand-up focused meeting, and this is where you are going to unload your list. In other words, you're going to meet with each of those people, and you're going to touch base with them and let them know that you have the this topic, uh, you know, you can meet with Mrs. McGillicuddy and you can say, just let you know, I ordered that sheet music that you asked for. Please make sure that you get those other songs to me by Tuesday so I can get those ordered. You can do that in 30, 40 seconds. And this is a great way just to do a stand-up meeting. And lots of times I'll just say, uh, hey, after church, can you meet me up front? I just need to talk to you for about 60 seconds, okay? Just want to kind of give you an update on that budget stuff that we talked about. Hey, after church, could you meet me for about 60 seconds. Sometimes after church, I'll have four or five people standing there because I told them all to come meet me after church, and I can get my list unloaded. Now, it's not fully done, and many of those will have to meet at another time, but I do keep the list, and then I offload the list, and I do it through these little short uh, stand-up things. In my notes, I wrote down this this thing of, can I see you for 60 seconds? Can I do it real short? And some of that. Uh, and that is so important. It's just that you make sure that you are getting your things done. The meetings that don't happen are very ineffective, okay? <laughs> Let me just say that again. The meetings that don't happen are very ineffective. A 60-second after-church meeting 
something will be more effective than something that never happened. And of course, many of those are like, let's meet again on Tuesday night or after Wednesday prayer meeting. Let's, you know, let's talk about this later, but here is my update and here's where I'm going. And you can set a time from there. I do understand some meetings are longer, but there are a lot of meetings that can be done in extremely short amount of times. And of course, the secret here too is the stand-up. If you sit down, the meeting will be longer than if you do it standing up, just point blank. If you do it in the front of the church, they'll be even shorter because there's a sense of urgency and there's many things that are kind of going on there. So hallway meetings are great places to meet. Meet you at the water cooler are great places to meet. There's just sort of that idea of like, this is a temporary place. Let's get this done. Boom, 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 and try to get that done. So if you are a busy pastor, you need to have have short little meetings, but have many of them. Make sure you keep a list, use the list, get that done, and then make sure that you do the stand-up kind of concept that I'm talking about. The last thing for busy pastors, and this is the one that might take a little bit longer, but if you're a busy pastor, there's one thing I know. You want to come to a time in your life when you are not a busy pastor. Okay, let me say that again. I understand this completely. There's a time in in my life I've been so busy. It's like, I I just like, I cannot continue to live this way. I have to do something to help me to get out of this rush, 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 bang, 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 blah, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. That's what you are. I know that if you're a busy pastor, you got the plate spinning, you got this hat on, this hat off, you got all that kind of stuff. I know exactly what it's like. You need this next tip. And this is the idea of you need to have what we call work on it and not in it meetings. And these are the longer term type things. In other words, you're sowing the seeds for you're, you're fixing something, you're working on systems that are going to help you to eventually be a little bit more at peace and have a little bit more of a slowdown time. And I am so glad that I took time to work on systems and to develop worksheets and all that. The worksheets that you downloaded, that you'll want to download right there on uh, edwardreachkeep.com slash worksheets. Okay. Once you go those, those worksheets were done in a work in it, not on it moment. In it and not work on it, not in it. I get a little straight here. Work on it, not in it. This is the idea of sharpening the axe and making sure you're thinking about the future and doing a little planning and you're not actually doing something for Sunday night or Wednesday night or for the kids program or, you know, doing the maintenance on the building or whatever, but you are working on some simple little thing. Now, some of this would include what we would call evaluation meetings like we talked about last week. And I hope you listen Listen to that. And folks, if you have not yet done an Easter evaluation meeting, gather the people together, sit them down and sit down and say, hey, what went right? What went wrong? And what was confusing? And have that kind of meeting. That evaluation meeting will help you so much in this general area. This is the idea of kind of stepping back and looking and working on something that needs to be done. In my office right here, this is actually, this is sort of an office, but it's really a studio. In our studio, uh, you can't see it right now, but we have a a, a large uh, wall over here where we shoot a lot of the video that way. And we have 
backdrops we have screens that we put up you know we have a you probably heard a green screening type of thing we don't not big green screeners here but we do a lot on white background you've probably seen some recently on a back black background we have a couple other uh, sort of uh, easel type things that we set up there behind but i remember clipping those things up and you know oh we got to do black and so we'd set the thing up and finally one day it's like you know what i gotta rig up a way to hang those and roll those things up and unroll them roll them down roll them up once I did that, it made it so much easier because I was working on it and not in it. You need to have these type of things where you kind of step back, do the planning, do evaluation, and kind of get things a, a little bit more of that uh, vision type thing, that idea of sharpening the axe. Now, I want to give you a couple questions to ask, okay, that will that will help you out with this, okay, and, and kind of get you going uh, in these areas. And, and they, they have to do with the idea of urgency the first one here okay and and this is the idea of what do we need to do to help organize things okay organizational type of things is what we're talking about here you may be or not may be gifted with organization i don't necessarily feel i'm i'm that way but i have broken out time and said i'm going to organize things right now so here's the question what can we what needs organizing around here and this is simply a work on a thing you could go to your sunday school area and maybe have a a closet that really could use some organization. So you got crayons and paper and scissors and all that, and people can actually find things. And when you can find things, you work much more efficient. And let me say something. You know, in the business world, you we you can be sloppy, and all you're losing is a little bit of money. All you're losing is a little bit of time. But folks, in the church world, we do not want to be sloppy. We do not want to lose and waste time. We want to really be efficient. I recently was working, uh, in fact, yesterday, uh, was working at a large corporation here in our community, uh, one of the largest, the largest employers, and they have a maintenance building. And I needed to put a few things in that maintenance building. We do a little landscaping for them. I said, hey, we need to get this mower in here. We need to get a few things. And the maintenance building over the winter is totally packed with stuff and so much of it is just thrown on the ground tools laying over here pliers over there sledgehammer over there junk over there they had all these nice carpet leftover carpet squares from a project those who had been thrown in there and then fell on the ground and everybody walked on them with muddy boots They've all been ruined, all sorts of stuff. You know what that build, What they're going to do to fix all that? They're just going to spend more money, okay? They're just going to get some of that. They're just going to throw a little bit more money at that problem. But you and I in the local church cannot afford to be sloppy. We cannot afford to be unorganized. We have to take time to work on it and not in it. Think of the future. Think of those classes that are coming up. And by the way, these things are never urgent. There's no urgency to get your Sunday school room all cleaned up or to redesign your offering envelope or to straighten up that one file you know, cabinet that's really got all sorts of stuff just got tossed in it. There's no urgency to it. But it is, is it important? Yes, because as a busy guy, you don't want to be busy for the rest of your life. And this is part of your little guide to do that is to work on it and not in it. Let me give you now the second question, and this is one that's really helpful for me, and this is a very practical one, and this has to do with the size of your church, and it helps us to frame the kind of the work on it stuff that is, that is coming out there, that is going to be coming towards you, okay? If your church runs 50 people, okay, we'll just say you run 50, 
you need to have a meeting, okay, and you're in a meeting, this would be with maybe some leadership people, even your Sunday school people or whatever, and say, what would it look like if we ran 100? Okay, so in other words, your nursery now goes from like three kids to six kids. That's a work on it thing. We need to go get a crib. We need to get another crib. We need to, you know, have a little bit more room here. We need some more toys. We'll need a few more workers. See, that is a work on it kind of thing. If your church is running 100, what would it look like if you ran 200? Now, folks, this is an extremely healthy exercise for you to do, okay? To go through every aspect from the, from the volunteers to the budget to the seating arrangements to your facilities to your parking lot, really all, your, all the different things, all the classrooms, all that. What would it look like if they were twice the size of what they were? Now, I don't know about you, but I like to have people here and I like to have more people than less people. I can tell you when there's a big Sunday is better than having a little bitty Sunday. And I know God uses all those Sundays, but folks, when you start to do this type of meeting, when you say, what would it look like? What it does is it drives you to the work on it concept rather than the work in it. So that was just a second question I wanted to give you. Let me give you these three little tips and then, uh, then we'll be done. Number one tip that I have that has helped me very much is to listen to management tapes or do books together that would help you kind of grab hold of things. I want to show you a book uh, that has been a tremendous help to me, okay? Seven Practices of Effective Ministry, okay? Uh, Andy Stanley, Reggie Joyner, Lane Jones, don't agree with everything they do. Uh, no, I don't agree with anything, anybody. In fact, I don't even agree with myself sometimes, if you know what I'm saying. But there are some tremendous things in here and these are all on audio and we what I do is I have my staff and we will listen to five minutes of some of that and then we'll stop it and go oh that's such a good point we need to talk about you know that particular thing on they deal with goal setting and teaching and outsider view and this work on it not in it kind of concept really uh, we gleaned from them they deal with all sorts of good stuff so we listen to five minutes and then we discuss it then we start the tape player again or see whatever you're listening to it on start it again talk another five minutes oh better stop it whoa get some good comment sometimes it's taken us they have a, like little 30 minute sections of these it takes like three four weeks to just get through them because we've spent so much time listening to this is a work on it because you are now with your staff and your Sunday school people you're sharpening up and you're figuring things out and it's not just like oh where's the curriculum for this weekend and I'm going to need seven pairs of scissors for this next class I have you know those are the in it type of things you need to work on it so I wrote this down listen to management books on tape or on YouTube I have pastors that play this I mean our YouTube videos are our podcast that we do, many pastors take little sections of it, and, and feel free to do this. I mean, it's not copyrighted or anything. It's just right here on YouTube. You can grab this or on our podcast, you know, iTunes, wherever you listen to this. Just grab a little section, say, I want to listen from the two-minute mark to about the four-minute mark. Holmes said really something good to say there, and you play that for your people, and they listen to it, and then you work your way into a discussion on things, and that is a great way to do it. Tip number two, okay? is the work on it, not in it kind of stuff, you can start with very small things. This is a very good way to get going. Rather than saying, oh, we need to work on the annual budget or the master plan for the entire building, what we're going to look like when five years from now, those are 
big things, but they can be very small. You can just say, I'm going to work on that filing cabinet over there for the next 30 minutes. I'm going to take time to work on it. I'm going to redesign the offering envelope. So all the little squares are what we are really gathering money for. Okay. Very simple things like that. You can do very small things right off the bat. And the last little tip that I have is to work on your systems. Okay. Work on your systems and thinking through what your systems, every church has systems. You have a discipleship system, you have a giving system, you have a, 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 you know, what we call an assimilation system to bring people in. And I'll give you a good resource. There's a guy, and again, don't agree with everything he says, but his name is Nelson Cersei. He's got a big church over in New York somewhere. His church planner started from zero. Okay, I like these guys that start with zero and go uh, uh, take it from there. But Nelson started with zero, but he also has a tremendous amount of resources that deal with systems and how to sharpen up your systems. And kind of thinking systemically is what will help you. Now, all of those things are for you. Let me review real quick and then give you that link again. Make sure you use, and, and not just keep, but you use that running list and that running list then gets unloaded in a stand-up type meetings those are those two kind of tie together the work on it thing here is a little bit longer and that is that you do not want to be the busiest pastor in the world and run yourself into the ground and you have to take time to sharpen the axe and to do the planting and to step back and to do the vision and to read the books and to listen to the podcast and i'm encouraging you to do that if you need the links for that worksheets.com those worksheets came right out of this type of meeting those would be helpful for you i'll also put up a a link to the book here so you can find uh, uh find that but this is mike at the better sundays podcast reachkeep.com we're here for you if you have any questions or any comments leave those below and we'll take it from there if this has been helpful for you do me a favor. I am working really hard to get 1,000 subscribers, and it is a challenge to get there. We crossed the 500 mark, and we're marching forward. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and uh, I that'll make my little heart flutter, okay? I appreciate it so much. Uh, hit the thumbs up that's been good, and share this if this has been good. Tell your friends that you heard something good at reachkeep.com. So God bless you. We'll see you next week. 